Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose, teaching influencers and entrepreneurs how to monetize and grow their businesses. This is episode 38 of the Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose. Today we're going to be talking about mindset issues that we all seem to run into with our online businesses. And we're going to be talking about ways that you can overcome those issues so that you actually have a growth mindset. You can start to see your business grow as well as your income. Now, before we dive into that, I wanted to let you know that this podcast episode is being sponsored by the Mastering Your Influence membership site. So if you feel like you're tired of losing time to the wrong strategies because you don't have anyone with the know-how to show you the right ones, well, this membership site is the right place for you. If you feel like you're about to lose it, (laughs) just want to crack open a bottle of wine because you can't quite seem to figure out the answers, then this is a place that you want to go to. The membership site that I've created is an open forum so that you're able to get your questions answered from people that have been in the trenches for years, that have come overcome that and have been able to replace their incomes with their blogging income. So I would absolutely love for you to join me in the membership site. Right now, we're running a 14-day free trial so that you can check it out and just kind of get a feel for the community and whether it is the right place for you. All right, so what I want to do is I really want to dive deep into this whole idea of the mindset. So when you have uh, your mindset should be based on how it is that you're approaching your business. What is it that you're thinking about? How are you going to look at it? So the first issue that we need to overcome, it's definitely going to be the whole idea of comparing yourself to others. Last night, my we put my almost eight-year-old to bed, and she turned to me, and now keep in mind, she's in second grade. She turned to me and said, you know what, Mommy? I'm really figuring out that in class, I need to stop worrying about what other people are doing and if they're ahead of me, and I need to just concentrate on my own work to get it done. And I sat back, and I looked at her, and I'm like, yes! This is exactly what I've been trying to teach my members of my membership site. You do. When we are on social media and we see all the different things that other bloggers are stating that they are doing, it's hard for us to keep away from comparing ourselves to them. But that is exactly what you need to do. You need to stop watching that ad hashtag and that sponsored hashtag and thinking about, why you weren't asked to work on that campaign or why you weren't asked to go on that press trip. You don't know the actual behind the scenes of those contracts. You don't know if it's a $100 gift card that they got or if it's a full paid vacation. So you have to really keep this open mindset of not worrying about what they're doing, especially when it comes to campaigns and working on sponsored content. You don't know the extent of the relationship that they have. Now, something to go along with that is the idea that your journey is very different than other people's journey. And you have to keep that in mind. Some of you may be thinking, well, 
you know, I've been at this for nine months and I see so-and-so has over 100,000 page views already and I'm at nine months and I'm sitting at like 15,000 if I'm lucky. Well, you don't know what their journey was like. Is that person that's brand new that you're comparing yourself to, are, is all that they're doing working on their blog? Do they have kids? Are they constantly, you know, shuffling kids from one place to the next? Or are they able to just focus on their business? Maybe too, they have prior experience. You don't know if they worked in corporate America doing marketing. I can tell you firsthand that I work with a marketing specialist now and her experience in corporate America has made it so much different for me to understand what I should be doing with my online business. So your journey is very different than anyone else's. And I need you to keep that in mind because all too often I hear clients saying to me, well, I'm not like her or I see them doing this and I want to be doing that. You can't do that. You can't waste your time on that. Just focus on the strategies maybe that they are doing that could be helping them to grow their business and see if it's something that you can try to practice in your business, especially if it's a social media strategy, like doing Facebook Live on Facebook, which I'm telling you, in the next couple of weeks, we are going to be diving in deeply into, because I really think that as influencers, if you're not live broadcasting, you are going to get left behind unless you can do perfectly finished videos. But that's going to be for next week. I promise we will get into that. But my point with that is that you don't know their previous experience. A lot of times I will talk to food bloggers and they will say to me, well, my food photography isn't as good as so-and-so. Well, what did so-and-so previously do? Were they a photographer previously? Did they have tons of experience? Did they major it in college? You don't know. So you have to stop comparing yourself to others and just focus on what you can do for yourself. You have to always remember in previous episodes, we've talked about why it is that you're doing what you're doing and what were your goals were when you set out to create this online business. Because when you know what those goals are, moving forward once you hit them and then surpass them, you don't have to worry about what others are doing. You just need to figure out a way to hit your goals. And I know those goals should be changing over time. When I first started, my goal was to have more time with my family. I was working, as many of you know, uh, a full-time position as a reading specialist, and I barely saw my kids. It would be, I'd pick them up from daycare, be bath, or bed, bath, and, or not bed, bath. It would be, excuse me, it would be dinner, bath, and then bedtime. So because of that, I wanted that time back with them. And once I hit that goal, you would think that, oh, I would be ready and that would be exactly what my goal was and I'd be happy with that. Well, I still continue to want to improve and grow my business even more so that we're able to do different things. But you have to always look back at, okay, this is where I was. Look at the amount of growth that I have made because it's about the growth. All right, so we've touched on the whole idea of comparisons. Now, one of the things that you have to be able to do in order to work with brands, if you never have, or just to be able to grow your business, is you have to be able to fake it until you make it. 
Let's be honest. We, If you've never blogged before, then this is a whole new experience for you. You don't have previous social media experience or marketing experience. It's very different for you. So we have to kind of figure it out as we go and just fake it. If you haven't worked with a brand, you reach out to them and you with confidence tell them that your audience would be perfect for them. They don't need to know that this is the first time you're reaching out to another brand to work with. You just need to tell them why you're the perfect fit for them. And we really went dove deep into that last week where we talked about what makes you unique and sets you apart so that brands would want to work with you. So make sure you go back to episode 37. I will be sure to link to it in the show notes, but it has definitely been one of my most popular episodes and you will definitely get a ton of information from it. So with this, you have to make sure that you are just having confidence in yourself and faking it. I know it seems silly to say, but that's what you have to do if you've never done this before. And then once you get some experience under your belt, you're then able to say, well, this is what I've done in the past for others. Okay, so we've talked about comparisons. We talked about faking it. One of the things that I definitely wanted to make sure that I talked about is that you have to realize that you're going to hear negative. You're going to hear negatives from family. You're going to hear it from coworkers. You're going to hear it from random people on social media. And this is consistently going to happen. You have to have thick skin and understand that not everyone is going to understand what it is that you do. You need the support one or two people that are willing to look at you and say, okay, I don't understand what you're doing, but I'm going to support you no matter what. For a lot of us, that could be our husband or our partner. Um, For me, it definitely made a difference when my mom, who is now 60, didn't totally doesn't understand social media, but she would ask questions and she would try to understand what it was that I was doing. And I know she didn't understand any of it, but it meant so much to me that she would just ask a question about, oh, well, what what's going on? Who are you working with? Oh, is that sponsored? Is this not sponsored? Um, she definitely doesn't understand it. Even today, she will say to me, oh, I haven't seen anything on Facebook lately. No idea that she can go to my page and find all the information she wants to find, of course. But the point is, is that you need to find those one or two people that you can rely on that are going to support you so that you can continue on this journey. And the ones that you run into that come at you with negativity, especially if it's on social media, you have to understand that there are lots of people out in this world that are not happy in their lives. They are looking for people to pick on, to make uncomfortable, to just make them feel less about themselves because that's how they're feeling. So when you put yourself out on social media, you're making yourself a target and you just have to be prepared for that. If they write something, a rude comment, it's your space. There is no reason that you have to keep that comment on a post. You can very easily just delete it. And if that person continues to troll your site and make awful comments, you ban them from your Facebook page or your Instagram or whatever it is that they are stalking and trolling your page. The thing that you have to remember is that these people are entitled to their opinions. (laughs) A lot of times those opinions are absolutely ridiculous, but 
you're in an open forum where you're letting yourself out there. So you are going to be in a spot where it is likely that people are going to say things that are negative. They are going to try to be hurtful. You just have to have thick skin and know that they're unhappy with your life. Their opinion is not going to make or break you. You need to just keep continuing to put your head down and move forward. Okay, so we talked about the comparisons, we talked about faking it, and we've also talked about that you're going to hear some of these negatives. Now, to go along with that, one of the things that I'm hearing in a lot of different groups lately on Facebook especially is that I'm hearing bloggers get upset by the fact that they're being asked to work for free. And if you have been listening to my podcast for a while, you've probably heard me talk about this before. You have to decide what is right for you and your business and your family, because your business obviously affects your family. You need to decide if working for free is something that you want to do. And when I say work for free, it could be an exchange for a product. It could be just so that you get the experience of working for a brand. Now, a lot of bloggers that have been at this for a while that are already working with brands probably are getting a little rolling their eyes at me saying, oh, you can't tell them they can work for free. Here's the thing, guys. If you're rolling your eyes at me or if you're feeling frustrated by the fact that I'm seeing that other bloggers have the right to work for free, you really need to check yourself because it's their prerogative. It's not going to affect your bottom line. You have to realize that. Each of us brings something unique to the table, unique to a brand. You have to be able to show that brand how it is that you can influence your audience to love their product. Now, I know that you're saying, but Jenny, if so-and-so is working for free, why would they pay me to do it? Well, so-and-so that's working for free probably doesn't have any experience working with a brand because they wouldn't be working for free if they did. Or if they're working in exchange for a product, same thing. They probably are looking for that experience or maybe they need that product. If you are rolling your eyes at me, you probably have large influence. You probably have, I would say, upwards of 20,000 followers across social media. And I'm guessing you're shaking your head. Yep, that's right. Well, then you shouldn't be working for free and you know that. But those that don't have the influence yet or don't have the experience of working with a brand may need to in order to have the confidence to do that. They're not going to be able to deliver the way that you are, which is why you are asking to be paid. And that is your right just as well as it is their right to work for free. So for those that are getting frustrated with seeing about other bloggers that are working in exchange for a product or are working in exchange for a press trip and not getting compensated, you need to really stop. Again, don't compare yourself to others. Maybe that's okay. Maybe this is they're doing this for fun and they don't have to provide for their families. Again, you don't know their journey. You don't have the right to judge them. And I'm sorry if this upsets you that I'm talking about it in a way where you're kind of like, Ooh, not what I wanted to hear. I wanted Jenny to you know, say, don't work for free. No, I'm not going to say that. I'm going to tell you that you need to do what is right for you and your business. If you have influence and you have experience, then you need to ask to be compensated. And you can't get a chip on your shoulder when they come to you and ask for you to work for free. You need to just be professional and tell them that that's not what you do. 
and then turn it around and tell them that this is what I could do for you. I'd love to work with you. I'm telling you that can work. We've talked about many times. I have told you about the renegotiation email that I have. I had a large brand come to me, Neutrogena came to me, and they were asking me to put up a video on my Facebook page of, um, it was Kirsten something or other, I forget her name right now, um, but she was doing an ad for them, and she wanted me to put up a video on my Facebook page for them, and I turned around and said, listen, I appreciate you reaching out to me. I know my audience would love this. I have two little girls, one who has very fair skin, and then one who tans without any issues. And I think that my audience would really relate to your products and I would love to work with you. But I only work on compensated content. It's only to keep the integrity of my site to my readers and to any brands I previously worked with. And as many of you know, that renegotiation email has turned into a huge contract for me. I work routinely with Neutrogena. And it was because they initially came to me asking for it to be free. So get confident in yourself and repitch them. Go back at them. Renegotiate. I'm going to link to the download for the renegotiation email in the show notes. So be sure to come over and download that renegotiation email if you haven't already. Okay, so one of the other things that I run into, especially with people that have gone through my Pitch Perfect challenge, is that they tell me, well, brands aren't getting back to me. I'm pitching them, and I'm not hearing from them. I'm hearing crickets. Well, my thing is I always say, well, how many times have you emailed them? And they kind of look at me funny and say, well, what do you mean how many times? I emailed them once. What What are you talking about? Guys, think about your own inbox. When someone emails you once, do you always reply back? I don't know about you, but my inbox is swamped. If someone not wants something from me, they're probably going to have to email or message me at least twice. And it's not because I'm trying to be difficult. It's just because I can't get out from underneath it. So when it comes to reaching out to brands with work to work with them, with your when you're sending your initial pitches, you need to email more than once. I recommend that you email after 10 days, do a follow-up email, and then again, probably within 30 days with another follow-up email if you haven't heard from them yet. Just because you haven't heard from them does not mean they're giving you the brush off. You just need to be consistent with them. Until you get a no, just keep going. And that kind of brings me to one of my other points is that you have to keep in mind that every no gets you closer to a yes. So... When you think about sales, and if you have a product, you're probably well aware of this, but the conversion rate on purchasing something is 3%. 3%. You guys, that means out of 100 people, only three are going to purchase something when they see it. Okay? So I need you to take this and think about brands. When you are reaching out to brands, if you reach out to 100 brands, If the conversion rate was the same at 3%, then you're only having three brands come back to you and say yes. Now, I find that the law of averages for brands is probably one out of every 10. So the way that I continue to look at it is that every no gets me closer to that yes. So if I get a bunch of no's in a row, all I can think in my head is yes, the next one is so going to be a yes. And it's probably, which has definitely happened in the past, going to snowball, where they will all come in all at once in one quarter or one month and all want sponsored content. So keep 
a positive outlook. Keep trudging through. It's not something that's going to be an immediate, oh, you send your initial pitch and they immediately reply back and they're like, yes, we want to sign you up for a long-term contract and you're going to be a brand ambassador. It's not that simple. It's a process. It's a process that if you are a Pitch Perfect Pro student, you know that it is a process that works. So, For those that are wondering about Pitch Perfect Pro, it is closed right now, but we will be opening back up the beginning of November. We will also be doing the Pitch Perfect Live segment again, which we've had a ton of people get involved with. It's very similar to a challenge where I actually walk you through the steps of being able to reach out to a brand. So you definitely can make sure that you have your notifications set up so that you are receiving emails from me um, because you will be able to sign up for Pitch Perfect Live. And then I always do early bird prices for Pitch Perfect Pro. So you want to make sure that you're on the wait list if you are not already. Okay. So you guys, I appreciate you taking the time to listen in today. I'm hoping that you're going to be able to take these mindset issues and start to put a growth, have a growth mindset instead. I want you to really start to think positively about all the experiences you could possibly have when you're working with a brand and when you're just working on your online business. The When I made the choice to choose a growth mindset over, so the idea of the glass is half full compared to the glass is half empty, my business exploded. When I kind of sat back and thought of all the negative things that were going on and compared myself to everyone else, my business plateaued. Or sometimes I felt like the traffic even went down and my writing got stale. So have that growth mindset. If that's what you're looking to do is to continue to grow your business, have that growth mindset where you see the glass is half full. All right, guys. As I told you last week, I absolutely love it when you guys share the episode. If you can think of someone that would really, truly benefit from this, please share it. I absolutely so appreciate it when you do that. I had a listener that actually shared the episode on her Facebook page, and I went over and thanked her and just had a conversation with her and learned more about her business. I am one that I make sure that I follow up with you guys. So please, if you share the episode with someone or if you put it out on social media, just tag me. Um, You can tag me at Jenny Melrose on Facebook, at Jenny Melrose on Twitter, and at Jenny Melrose on Instagram. Um, I I truly, truly appreciate it, though. And the podcast is reaching so many people because of you guys. So I appreciate you so much. Now, if you're not subscribed to the podcast, please make sure that you are either following us on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play and make sure that you are subscribed so that you will have um, an episode in your inbox every Monday morning. Um, And as well as if you are not part of our Facebook community, you can go to JennyMelrose.com. Up in the top right-hand corner is a community button to join the Facebook group. All right, guys. Until next time, I will see you all. (music) 